Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a really exciting show. I have Nathan Osman, country music artist and public speaker, as well as he's another addition to his life. He does mortgages and real estate. Welcome. That's right. Welcome, Nathan, to my show. <laughs> well, thank you, Kathy Lee Parker. It's great to be back with you, my friend. I know, I know. I've had you on for so many years. I've been doing my show for about almost 14 years, and you're one of 14 years. You know, I remember when you first started out on country. So, oh, uh, that's right. Those are good years, and we're still uh, still keeping strong doing that. I just actually recorded a duet with country legend Linda Davis Ooh. called When Your Heart Beats With Mine, so I'm excited to get that out this year. Uh -huh. But uh, we're still doing concerts and all that. But, you know, I, when COVID shut down our industry, I had to do something. Because I couldn't get out there and travel and perform and do concerts and everybody was wearing masks and it was just a weird time, right? So I decided, you know, on top of all of my music, you talked about me being a public speaker. I was out teaching real estate on top of doing concerts for a company out of Utah. I did 277 live events in 201 cities just in 2019 and then nothing. And that was a shock to the system. So I said, what can I do with my real estate knowledge? You know, to be able to stay home while everybody can stay home because Zoom and all that technology came out and I could do stuff. Anyways, I decided to uh, start OsmondHomeLoans.com, part of Elite Mortgage Group is Security Home Mortgage, NMLS number 2043092. And now we're just saving the world one mortgage at a time. Wonderful. Didn't your um, grandfather or someone in your family started to real estate? The he did. Back in 1979, my grandfather started one of the largest brokerages in Utah for real estate called Osmond Real Estate, which my uncle Jimmy then purchased. But he sold it about two years ago to my friend Mark Stone. I'm their preferred lender. And they changed the name of it to UR Home. So I decided I'm going to keep the Osmond name alive in real estate, but on the mortgage side of things. Oh, okay. Uh, knowing you, knowing the family, they're always up to something. <laughs> they do some amazing always. stuff, amazing <laughs> stuff. And I really want to take my hat off to you. You have done so much, and you're very young, and yet you've done so much with, um, from entertainment to business to a public speaker to so much amazing things. I'm, I'm really You impressed. know, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, you know. <laughs> So <laughs> I've even done some acting lately. Ooh. I got to just do a movie where I got to play myself in the film. It was called Even in Dreams. And uh -huh. then I just shot another movie coming out later this year. It's a thriller. I play Officer Carol in Colrophobia, which is like a, it's like the theory of clowns. It's based off of real clown cases. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a fun, a fun thing too. So I'm still able to do all the things that I love. I, I run a production company and two productions. But this mortgage business thing has been a real blessing because it's allowed me to kind of get off the road a little bit and be home a lot more, you know, and that. it's created that stability mm -hmm. and um, created, even though there's changes in the markets and there's always, it, life's full of trade-offs, right? Right. But right now we've been able to have some record weeks and are really helping a lot of people. Our slogan is saving the world one mortgage at a time. And it's what we love doing. I love the people side of this business. And I've taught real estate investing for years, but I'm able to help veterans. I'm able to help families, first-time home buyers, 
people that want to live that American dream, I help them to be able to do that by getting them pre-approved and help them have the best home buying experience possible. I've got a great company here. The parent company is called Security Home Mortgage. They've been in business for about 24 years. We're all in-house. We don't outsource your loan. We've got four in-house underwriters. we got 10 business day closings. Everything from FHA to USDA, VA, conventional, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, bank statement loans. You name it, we've got it here at this at this company. So all of our information is on our website, which is osmondhomeloans.com. Osmondhomeloans.com. That's it. That's easy. Easy to remember. And then. Well, that's the thing. I could have gone just under security home mortgage, but people go, are you security national? Are you security bank? And I thought I'll just get lost in the mix. Uh When it comes to marketing, you and I both know this, Kathy. You've got to stand out. You've got to make it easy and simple for people to remember who you are. And Utah and Osmond are synonymous. Uh You know, we make up half the state of Utah with our big families. But uh, I thought, heck, if I could just get all my cousins to come shop for me, I'll be in business forever. (laughs) (laughs) And I bet you they do, don't they? (laughs) Oh, I'm helping cousins right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. And then also to tell me what's the really today as today, um, what's a going rate? What is the rate out there? You know, rates have been going up and down in the last several months. I mean, we've seen them shoot up as high as, you know, the sevens. And so, you know, right now it's just, it's just kind of teetering. It all depends on what, you know, your credit score is, what your debt to income ratios are. I have to look at a bunch of factors to be able to tell you what rate you qualify for. Uh-huh. You know, and, and that's the thing. If you do have like a good credit score, if you're going like a government loan, FHA, USDA, VA, Best pricing all across the board is going to be, you want to have about a 720 minimum. If you're a 720 or above, your best pricing. If you're going conventional, which means Fannie Mae or -hmm. Freddie Mac, you're going to want to have about a 740 credit score. But 760 is kind of like the golden number. Anything that's 760 is best pricing all across the board, conventional, and best pricing when it comes to mortgage insurance. Wow. Okay. That's good. To so, know. but uh, as far as the the going rates, they've been in the the higher sixes, mid sixes, lower sixes, fives even recently, and they're going up and down. There's a lot of talk though from experts about this date called May 10th, what? and that's when the new inflation numbers are going to be coming out. And there's a lot of people are predicting that rates might go back down on that day so we're keeping our eye on it nobody knows the hour right right right. it's like mark 13 states um but the thing is is that we it, it can change from hour to hour i know um I, if it's may 10th that day if it drops it may be just that day only right possibly that's the thing is that the feds raised it another quarter percent the interest rates and what happened uh-huh. mortgage rates actually went down so just because the feds raise them up doesn't mean that mortgage rates are going to follow. Mortgage rates typically follow inflation. So we keep a close eye on those inflation rates. So like if inflation goes up, we can kind of almost put money on it if I were a betting man, that your mortgage rates are going to go up. And okay. so the key is, is I know that's why they've been trying to raise rates, is they're trying to, they're trying to, to squash the inflation a little bit. If we can bring inflation back down, 
then mortgage rates typically follow. Mm -hmm. So it's anyone's guess, but a lot of experts have been looking at that date, May 10th, because that's when the, the new inflation numbers are going to come out. But we're going to have to just hold our breath a little bit and see. But the, the biggest mistake, and I asked this to a gentleman the other day, what's the biggest mistake people are making right now in real estate? And he said, waiting to get in. If you're waiting for a big market crash and this and that to happen, guys, you're in the middle of it a little bit already. But if you're waiting for like a 2008, you're going to keep waiting because over 50% of people that have homes don't have mortgages on them. And so the thing is, or, or they are not, not necessarily not have mortgages, but they have them below a really low number. And because of that, you know, they can, they can just ride this out. It's the people that got in over the last two or three months that might have a challenge there that might become upside down in their houses. They're the ones, if anyone, that are going to have an issue. But the people that, that got in in the 2020s, 2021s, you know, they're the ones that have been riding it up and, and they've made a lot of equity in their houses. So that's a good thing. Dave Ramsey, who you probably listened to, he's very conservative, yeah. recently said that right now is the best time in the next five years to buy a house. Wow. In fact, he said a lot of people are waiting for house prices to go down. They're worried about these higher interest rates. He says, don't not buy the house. That's a double negative. He says, buy the house. And if interest rates come down, refinance. Refinance. Close yeah. quote. That's an exact date, Ramsey quote. Uh -huh. And he's uber conservative. So right now, there's, it's a buyer's market, and so seller concessions are, are out the ears. Sellers are willing to come to the table. Builders are willing to come to the table. And we have tools like the 2-1 buy-down where people can come. If they want to get a little more breathing room, just for kicks and giggles, let's just say the going rate were at 6%, okay? Mm -hmm. If you do a 2-1 buy-down, this is prepaid interest, so the, it, it can't be borrower-funded. So either the seller or the uh, builder can contribute to this. Your going rate, even though you qualified at a six, your payment will be reflected as if it were at a 4%. Mm -hmm. That's for the whole first year. You're paying at a 4%. Now, the second year, it goes up one point up to a 5%, hence the 2-1 buy-down. Mm -hmm. And then come year three, then it locks in again at the, at the 6%. Now, the nice part about that is if there ever comes a time like a May 10th where they're predicting that the rates are going to go down and you find that there's a good time for you to refinance before those two years are over, guess what? What happens to the rest of the money that you haven't used yet for the 2-1 buy-down? It goes to the borrower. You're oh. getting other people's money. You're getting that concession. What can you do with that concession? Heck, use it to buy down the rates some more. You know, There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. But the key is, is don't miss out on the opportunities because if interest rates go back down, where do house prices go? Back up. Uh, yeah, they go back so up. So what do you want? Yeah, you want lower, lower rates or lower prices? Both. <laughs> I would say both, but I would say the lower interest. That well, those who don't understand interest pay it, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So gotcha. the key is there are a lot of tools out there like these two one buy down programs that can help you to create some breathing room, especially that first year. If you're paying 2% lower than the going rate, mm -hmm. now you can afford a Costco membership. Now you can afford to go buy that couch to put in that living room that you just purchased. Mm -hmm. Correct. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. 
you did life's full of trade-offs but the point is like here in utah where i'm licensed and in idaho where i'm licensed um we've really seen a lot of increase there's a lot of uh, growth there's a lot of people still moving here they're taking out the prisons we're, we're landlocked because you can't build in the lakes and you can't build too high in the mountains so once this land fills in and it's starting to we're turning into another california yeah. I mean, we're starting to go vertically. That's where if you go up and down the I-15 corridor, you're starting to see a lot of apartment complexes because that's what people can now afford. So if you ever of... hope to own a home here in Utah, now would be the time to get in while you still can. What about, um, I see some of these apartment complexes turn into condos after so many Oh, years. yeah, absolutely. And we do funding on condos and townhomes and and single-family residences, uh, one to four units. OsmondHomeLoans.com is uh, licensed to do residential. And so anything one to four units, I can help you get your loan. Awesome. That's wonderful. Good. Yeah. So, and then how long does it take to get everything? About two months? Uh, not necessarily. Something that we can still do, and we came up with this during the refi boom, uh -huh. Is I, because we're all in house and have four in house underwriters. I can talk to the CEO, CFO. Guess what we were able to do? We're able to get you pre approved, but not just pre approved, but fully underwritten up front, subject to title and appraisal. That's better than cash. So you can lay down not only your pre approval letter, but lay down our what we call our Security Plus approval uh -huh. and say, hey, my client here is fully pre approved and underwritten. They can close right now. We can close in 10 business days or less. Wow. Yeah. 10 Which business is a great days thing. Is that necessary wow. today? Maybe. You know, it, but the nice part about it is when do people want their money that are selling homes? Yesterday. <laughs> so if you can say I can close in 10 business days or less, is that going to help or hurt you? I can only see it's going to help, help you. you. Right. Correct. They'll say, sell to this guy, sell to this girl, you know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, is it the older generation selling their homes or is it the younger people? It's all sorts of people, Okay. you know, job transfers, death, uh, divorce. There's a lot of reasons why people move, downsizing. Uh, so that could be the older generation where that want to get into more of a, Smaller you know, homes. an HOA or somewhere where they don't have to mow the grass. You know, a little bit smaller properties. Uh, you know, it just depends. Uh, the young people nowadays uh, seem to like to have big houses and not very much yard because they don't like to do that. They even like those tiny houses, you know. <laughs> I can do loans on modular homes, manufactured homes, so long as they're not older than 1978 because uh, of lead-based. But, yeah, it just depends on the person. The biggest thing is, is that we meet people, both young and old, that, that want to buy a home. If you're renting right now and you're complaining about high interest rates, can I just educate you a little bit and let sure. you know that you're paying 100% interest? Wow. Because to me, rent is a four-letter word and a musical. 525,600 minutes. That's how long you're throwing money away on the every single year. That's how long you're... You're paying 100% interest because you're paying off somebody else's mortgage. So if you want to stop the bleeding, let's take a look at your situation. And Kathy Lee Parker, I'll tell you this. It's not one size fits all. There are people right now who absolutely should not buy a home based on 
their next year or two plans. Because if you're planning on moving in the next one or two years, yeah, maybe you should be renting. Right, right. But if you're planning on sticking around for the next five, six years, you may definitely want to just fire your landlord and buy yourself your own house. Uh You know, get you some roommates if you're single. Get some fringe, you know, uh, income coming in here, some border income. And let's get that going for you so you have other people paying off your mortgage. It's just working smarter, not harder. My cousin Jared, who you know, I think, yeah, yes, he and his wife, the first house they bought, they actually rented out the top of it, and they lived in the basement. Why oh. did they do that? Because if you're willing to do today the things that others want tomorrow, you can have the things that others can. That's called financial freedom. Uh-huh. And that's what they did to get started in the game of real estate. I just flew back home last night from from App, the Big Apple, New York City, okay. where I had the opportunity of training some real estate investors. We oh. taught them how to do wholesaling. We taught them how to do tax liens and tax deed investing. I had investors in the room buying real estate deals right then and there in the room. It was awesome. Cool. And I love to see people get in to learn what it is that they don't know that they don't know. Because those people that don't know that they don't know and think they know, they end up getting hurt. Uh In most cases, they like to be the ones that listen to mainstream media and love the doom and gloom and tell you every reason in the book why real estate doesn't work. And yet they've never done it themselves. They're renting. Your realtors, you'd be surprised how many of the realtors out there don't even own their own home. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. You You think if you sold something, you'd own it. Right. But I like to turn realtors, especially into real estate investors, because there's a big difference. Okay. Okay. It's an, I'm listening. And, uh, well, that's a good thing to, to know. And um, so, so May 10th is going to be a big change. So Possibly. Possibly. It's anyone's guess. But I've heard several several experts really focused on that date. That's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens there. Of course, May 1st, you're looking at the Biden administration and other people through Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and other people that are looking at penalizing people with better credit so that they can subsidize people that have poor credit. I don't see the wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. You know, no. people that have good credit in most cases have been responsible. And we like as lenders to lend to responsible people. Right. You know, we hope that we can help anybody. But the point is, there's credit scores for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I never realized the importance of having such great credit until I really became a a loan officer, you know, and there's ways that you can help. In fact, I just partnered with a business partner, Lance Bush, and this guy and I are getting out there and helping to save people's credit and helping them get in the game. Um, He's an awesome guy. In fact, if you go to to life-strut.com, you can learn all about what we're doing to help people save their credit. So they can get in a whole lot faster to the game. Just tell them that OsmondHomeLoans.com sent you. And just tell them that, hey, I need to get fixed on my credit so I can buy a house quickly. And and then let's get you rocking and rolling. Let me get you pre-approved. But it's the key is we're trying to find solutions Mm -hmm. for people out there in both Utah and Idaho. And you could be anywhere in the country to to go through that site and actually get your uh, credit fixed. But in Utah and Idaho, I can help you with your mortgage. What about, you know, I, this is what I hear out there. I don't have 20% to put down. I have good credit. 
<laughs> well, let me ask you this question. Kathy Lee Parker, do you need 20% to buy a house? Well, don't you? Yeah, you have to have 20% down. Is that correct? I'm so glad you think that because that's the way most people think. And it goes right along with what I just said. It's what we don't know that we don't know and we think we know. The reason why you hear that 20% down, Mark, is because people are thinking about the mortgage insurance. If you're going conventional and you put 20% down, you don't have to pay mortgage insurance. But legally, if you're a first-time home buyer, which all that means is you haven't been on title, you haven't owned a house in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe you owned four years ago and you've been renting for the last three. Congratulations, you're now considered a first-time home buyer. You have a minimum down payment of 3%. Is that a lot less than 20%? Oh, heck yeah. Yes. Well, welcome to the game now. Because you think you may not be able to play because you don't have 20%, but it's just the lack of knowledge that prevents you from playing the game. If you have owned a house in the last three years, if you go conventional, your down payment is 5%. If you go FHA, it's 3.5%. You know, there's different things. If you're going a VA route, it's zero down. Or USDA, another true zero down program. But it's just, that's where I like to be more of a consultant and teach and educate the general public overall of what it is they need to know to buy a house. I even teach realtors and get them CE credits, continuing education credits, by uh, hosting classes for two hours at a time, three hours at a time, Mm -hmm. just to bring them up to speed on what they need to know about lending so they can empower their people. So if you guys want to know about my CE classes, go to osmondhomeloans.com. You can register for free every other week. I'm teaching a class. I've got one coming up this week, all about the 1031 exchange, where I'm going to educate people on how to defer the capital gains tax when they sell their investment properties. I'll teach you about the personal exemption, that if I live in a house for two years and a day, I could then sell it. And I can keep up to $250,000 myself. Now, if I'm married, it's up to $500,000 because my spouse also gets to keep up to $250,000 combined. It's five hundred. dollars There's a lot of cool things. And that's like, you know, long-term capital gains tax. We don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. But we need to need to know how to play the game and how to teach others how to play it as well. So that's what I've been. I spent the last probably... 17 years traveling the world, introducing, you know, real estate experts, stock experts, tax lien experts, asset protection experts. I used to train train attorneys in asset protection, tax reduction strategies and estate planning. And people just think I'm a country singer. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I tell people. No, really, he doesn't. Mortgages, they go, no, he doesn't need a singing. He's singing. Well, He's it's not anything new. It's just another thing I was able to fall back on when COVID came COVID. into play. You see right. what I'm saying? Right, right. Yes. The more you know, we used to watch little after school, you know, PSAs all about the more you know. Right. Well, the more you know, the more you can do. Mm-hmm. But to know and not to do is worse than not knowing. So sharpen the saw today. Get really good at a skill set that you can rely on or fall back on, it's not just a, a college degree that you need. You need some street smarts. And the more you apply yourself in life, the more opportunities you're going to have to to do things. You know, whether that be, you know, speaking another foreign language, which, heck, I just 
I just helped produce a video game to teach the general public around the world how to speak Spanish. No way. See, I worked for this company called Fluent Worlds, uh -huh. and they have the number one highest rated English learning app. Well, guess what I did? I said during, during COVID, hey, guys, what if we had a Spanish version of this? So guess what? The Bradfords who own the company said, that's a great idea. And we got together. We got it all produced. I brought in these Latinos into my recording studio, which I own, and I had them all record their voiceovers. I was actually one of the voiceovers no. on the video game, but it's now out and available. So now we're competing with Duolingo, Babbel, Rosetta Stone, and you can actually get on there right now and try it out. It's called fluentworlds.com. Look for the Spanish version. Or if you want to learn English, go look at the English version. It's incredible. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think So I, I started I, that during COVID, too. I think I need to learn English. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you know, it's good to speak the, the two of them. But because I lived in Chile for two years uh -huh. and I speak Spanish fluently, oh. you think that's helped me out in the loan office? as a loan officer oh yeah absolutely i've taken full-on loan applications in spanish we can do itens we can do all sorts of stuff to help those that maybe don't even speak english you know or from from different countries right i'm helping some people right now that are here that don't have you know aren't citizens so we have all sorts of solutions because i speak spanish i've been hired at different companies to be able to go travel around the globe I've gone on cruise ships for free because I speak a foreign language. My point is, is what skill sets do you have and which ones are you building now so that you can have new opportunities in the future or something to fall back on like I did mm -hmm. during COVID? Right. Does that mean I hung up my cowboy hat? No. no. I've got concerts on the calendar right now. I'm cool. still writing songs, still recording with country legends. And I have my own recording studio with my own production company. Because I like to be multifaceted. I like to be able to do what I love to do and afford to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But education opens the windows to opportunity. Right. And street smarts, too. And street smarts are big time. Yeah. People don't realize. I ever meet people. There's a few people that I know that don't even have street smarts. But they're so educated. And I admire them for that. But they can't, you know, move around with the street well, smarts. Well, like, that's the thing. It, to know and not to do is worse than not knowing. Right. And there's something that people are always in what we call this analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. They're always analyzing things, but they never end up pulling the trigger. you got to do something that Teddy Roosevelt said. He said, take time to be deliberate, but when the time for action arrives, stop thinking and go in. Mm -hmm. Most people's problems is they never go in. Mm -hmm. They sit on the sidelines and they watch and they're, they try to figure out, okay, when should I get when should I get in? Just go in. Because I'll tell you this, spectators buy tickets and players play. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want to be? Uh, player. I want to get in there. You gotta be a player to win the game. Okay. And don't ever wear anybody else's name on the back of your jersey. You cheer for you. Right. You cheer for your little family, your little flock that you're in charge of. Right. You know, if everybody had as much passion as they have for the Lakers or the 49ers, you know, they might actually go and play the game and be in it. <laughs> but we, we just blow chunks out of our voices, you know, on a Sunday or Saturday night watching football. But if we applied half that passion to learning a new skill set, we might actually succeed. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's get back to the mortgage here because I guess people asking. Yeah. What is the current thirty-year fixed mortgage rate? Well, funny you should bring that up. Hold on a sec here. We're gonna look something up right now. Okay. This is live, you guys. You have people that are asking this. Yes, they want to know what the the yeah. current thirty-year fixed mortgage rate 30-year fixed as of this last because every tuesday i send out rates oh. and they kind of we, they start a little higher on mondays and then they kind of sink into the groove they right a week ago a little less than a week ago when i sent this out i based this off a 740 credit score mm -hmm. and a one percent discount fee oh. excuse me the going rate for a conventional 30-year fix was at 6.5 percent Oh, that's good. And it went up a little bit from the week before. Is it going up a little bit higher? I believe that tomorrow you're going to see a little bit higher than this. 15-year um, conventional was at a 6.25%. FHA VA was at a 30-year uh, fix was at a 5.99%. And that's the thing is that every Tuesday, I like to inform the realtors that I work with where the rates are. If you have any viewers that are uh, real estate professionals that would like to know what the going rates are, just have them contact me through osmondhomeloans.com, and I can put them on that weekly rate list so they can know exactly where the rates are. Mm -hmm. Good. But we send these out to real estate professionals so that they can know they can, they can tell their people right where the rates are every single week. Or if you want to know where the rates are right now, you can actually go on my website osmondhomeloans.com and click on rates mm -hmm. and guess what you get you get right now the going rates over the past seven days for a 30-year fix for a 15-year fix you can also go back the last 30 days with this little scroller thing and see when they went up when they went down like they went way down like on the between the april 3rd and april 7th they went way down mm -hmm. and then they did a big kind of jump up on the 11th but if you want to kind of follow the rates and the trends, mm -hmm. all you have to do is go to my website, which is osmondhomeloans.com, and you can click on rates and check that out. Cool. We're adding some new bells and whistles to the site. It's really cool. Okay, another question here. Someone's asking about the 30-year fixed rate. So say they got uh -huh. in with a 30-year fixed rate, and then within 15 years, it interest rate really dropped can they really go in and refinance or are they stuck in that 30 year absolutely okay as long as you've done like about six timely payments if an opportunity comes up to refinance what i always want to ask you though is is it worth it i always run the numbers to see where you're breaking even on that uh -huh. because i have a rule that if i wouldn't recommend that my mama do the loan i won't recommend that your mama do the loan and okay. so what goes around and comes around, we need to look at every situation individually and run the numbers. Because I'll tell you this, numbers don't lie, people do. So if the numbers work, we do the deal. If the numbers don't work, we don't do the loan. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Correct. There's no emotions whatsoever tied to it. But I like to break it down for people so they can actually see why we're doing the loan or why we're going this route. What you know, the very first lady I ever helped in the mortgage world was a veteran, but I didn't go VA. Well, why oh. did you go VA? She was a veteran. Well, because unlike some loan officers, I don't just put people in a box. I like to go ahead and dissect it for them and say, okay, 
here's where you're going to save the most amount of money. If we go this route with this product and this strategy, this is why I'm recommending this. Ultimately, they have the final say, but people really appreciate when you take the time to break it down for them mm -hmm. and show them why it works and why it doesn't work. And then they get the pick and they feel like they, they were really smart in their decision because now they've been educated. Right, right. Interesting. So that's 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 what we like priding ourselves. We, we consider ourselves consultants. Mm -hmm. And what about the commercial? Because we're talking about homes there. What about the commercial rates? Are they going up? Um, they... You know, I actually only do residential. So okay. I wouldn't be the best guy to ask. But I do have some family members that are in the commercial world. And so I could connect you with them. Just reach out to me. And I've got lenders in the commercial side of things as well. If you need help there, the commercial is a little bit more front heavy, but there's a lot of money to be made. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got to keep your eyes on the trends because is, is it possible for commercial real estate to go down in value? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And have there been times in our nation's history in 2008 and later that that happened? Uh-huh. It wasn't just the subprime market, but there's been times where, you know, commercial real estate's up and when it's down. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing when it comes to commercial, especially, is location, 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 mm -hmm. right? But uh, it is more front heavy, but there's a lot of money to be made in, in commercial real estate. Wow. Unbelievable. I have a friend. Yeah. I have a friend, of course, it's high numbers, but he bought a home in 2019. I just told him, I sent him a text, you stole that house. You know, it was, he got for two point, no, two, six, five, two point oh, yeah. six, five. And it's gorgeous. It's a Mediterranean home. It's, you know, almost, um, it's over seven, 7,000 square feet. It's absolutely beautiful. And I just told him, I said, you stole that house. That house is worth <laughs> 5 million. Easy. I said, I don't know how well, you got it. But he, yeah, it was that's in, interesting. It was in California. Yeah, but there's. He, he stole don't that you house. wish you would have jumped in? You know, it's 42 percent of homeowners have no mortgage on their house, and that's wow. a staggering statistic. And that's why I keep saying, I don't think there's going to be a time where you see a ton of foreclosures hit the market. You know, could there be a few that start to happen as we head into a recession or things start to get a little worse with uh -huh. the economy? Absolutely. However, the mass majority of people have no mortgage, so. All they need to do is potentially sell their house if they can't qualify for a refinance or a home equity line of credit. But if you don't have a mortgage on your house, you know, how, what would you do if you got into a pinch? Think about that. Right. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things going on right now. There's also been a lot of chatter about 40 year mortgages lately. Now, if you want to go non QM, we, we can do that. But the conversation has revolved a little bit around FHA because. There's a new 40-year loan option, and it's called a modification. Uh -huh. So if you're struggling right now to make your payments, your current loan officer should reach out to you and give you the option to extend the term another 10 years, Whoa. thus reducing your payment because your interest rate will stay the same. You stretch out the amount due, it reduces your monthly payment. Wow. Anyways, if you guys have any questions about what loan or which product you should be using, give me a call. My number is 801-473-8081, or you can just go to osmondhomeloans.com, and my contact information is right on the, on the website. And it'll be on your profile, so for those who are listening, yeah. it'll be on your profile. If you don't have time to write it down, or you're out jogging, and you're listening to my show, you know, you can still That's be right. able to go 
back and listen to it. Do you again. know that 85% of mortgages, Kathy Lee Parker, 85% of mortgages in the U.S. have an interest rate less than 6%. Wow. So this means that most sellers are not going to have to sell their homes anytime soon, not with an interest rate on their mortgage that's 2.75 wow. on average. I mean, that asset is far too valuable to give up. So okay. as a result, housing inventory will remain relatively low, but buyer demand will still be present as life changes continue to happen such as relocation, divorce, families growing in size, et cetera. But appreciation rates may be slower than what we're used to. But unfortunately, the longer you wait to buy a home, the more unattainable it's going to become, how, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. How old the higher the home price, the more money you need to save for down payment, mm -hmm. and the more expensive your monthly mortgage payments will be. So what I'm saying is it's best time for, to buy for everyone it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? Right. So it may not be, depending on what you want to do in the next two years, be the best time to buy. But that's why you and I need to talk. We need to get on the phones. We need to have a conversation and just get real with one another. I mean, it's real estate. And so I want to find a real game plan that's going to help you make some real money for you and your family. Because if you are renting right now, did you know that the average homeowner is about 35 times or 38 times richer than the average renter? Wow. Think yeah. about that. I mean, the average homeowner over the last year or two made over $100,000 in equity on average. Okay. Don't you wish you would have bought two years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet you well, well, you can't go back. I'm sorry, Marty McFly, but you can't go back in time. You've got to start with now. So what are you going to do now to take advantage of the next 10 years? Do it now. Get it done. That's right. Because in Utah here over the last 25 years, only three of those past 25 years did house prices actually go down. Mm -hmm. Even though they were going up and down from month to month, they were going up. Mm -hmm. Only three years out of the last 25 years did house prices actually go down. So if you're one of those people that's on the fence saying, I'm just going to wait to see if house prices go down. You may be waiting a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I the average that. home price in the Wasatch Front here in Utah back in 1996 was $119,000. That may have seemed like a lot of money in 1996, mm -hmm. but what's the average house price right now? Over $500,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where's real estate going? It's going up. Right. Right. Yeah, the home I'm sitting in, I thought it was seven fifty, but it's yeah. over it's over eight hundred thousand dollars. So Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah. I love to teach people how to play the game, how to get in, how to be smart, you know. But um, a lot of people um, sometimes think you need a two year work history, and most times we do need a two year work history. You know, when I do the loan applications, I'd like to find out what you've been doing for the last two years with your work now one of my favorite words is salary mm -hmm. because if you're getting paid a salary guess what i don't need a two-year work history i can start counting that money immediately wow so if your excuse is i haven't been working for two years are you being paid a salary mm -hmm. then you and i need to talk because i might be able to get you in the game now and what not if, have to wait for two years what if you're self-employed but you pay yourself a salary would you still be able to use that if you're self-employed, what you need to do, but you're typically, paid. depending on how long you've been in, in but business, but, but I can sometimes get a one-year waiver. 
Yeah, but, but you don't need a two-year work history to buy a house. Let me just say this. Here's four ways, Kathy Lee, okay. that we can actually help you to avoid the two-year work history requirement when you're getting pre-approved. Number one, if you've recently graduated from college or technical school mm -hmm. and you can provide your transcripts, that's one way. Wow. Number two, you're entering the workforce after maternity leave, paternity leave, that's another way. Number three, if you've recently changed jobs that remain in the same industry mm -hmm. and kept a similar pay structure, that's another way. Or number four, if you've gone from self-employed to a W-2, you're paid that position, that salary position, there's the fourth way. But if any of those descriptions fit your unique scenario for a mortgage, then you need some help, then just message me on Instagram or go to Osmond Home Loans and call me and let's let's get talking. I'd be happy to break down your situation. But typically, if you are self-employed, I will need at least a year's worth of work in history. Um, so you want to send in your your, um, your 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 tax returns to me. Typically, I'll ask for the last two. But if you've been in business for at least like the last five years, typically I can get away with a one-year waiver. Okay, what about if you're self-employed, hear me out, but you're paying yourself a salary? But because it's self-employed, we have to look at from a from a lender standpoint. But you're paying we taxes. We always look at what is the what's that? You're paying taxes on yourself being self-employed. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, you're paying yourself. You no, know, you have a salary, but you're paying taxes on that salary. So, say I'm paying Kathy Lee Parker. She gets a salary from her company, which is a totally different name. But she just giving this. Yeah, well, how long have you been in business? Me? 11 years. Uh huh. 11 how years. many? 11. 11 years. I could probably get away with a one year waiver. Wow. So we'd have to look at that. Okay. We'd have to look at that and break that down for you. Okay. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's like I said, it's not one size fits all. There are certain rules that seem a little nonsensical, but we just have to play by the rules. But guess what? Kathy Lee Parker, since you brought up self-employment, you know, a lot of self-employed people hire really good tax people because it makes it look like they didn't make a whole lot of money on paper. I don't want to call them tax evaders, but that's why they pay their tax person as well as they pay them. But when it comes to getting a loan, that could actually hurt them. So we have a solution. It's a non-QM, meaning non-qualified mortgage strategy called a bank statement loan. See, what we could do for a self-employed person that perhaps because they wrote off everything or whatever, or made it look like they didn't make enough money, we could go back and look at their last 12 to 24 months of bank statements. We add it all up. We half it because half of it's supposed to go to their their business. But if they made a lot of money and half of it is a whole lot of money, guess what? We can help them get around that without having to go through tax returns. It's cool. it's a non-QM product, but it's called a bank statement loan. It's an out-of-the-box strategy. And we were able to help a lot of people that are self-employed get loans that they otherwise would not qualify for. Unbelievable. That is so good to know because isn't that cool? I heard stories where someone would say, Well, I have to wait three years and or five years and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you know what? There's something else too. What about your age? How young and how old can they still get along? Uh typically it's eighteen because okay, 18. Uh, we want to make sure they're legal, right? To be able to <laughs> sign a contract if you're less than eighteen years of age, you could just back off and be completely like 
rid of any uh, responsibility. You could blame it on your age. So we don't do any loans for anyone that's eight uh, less than 18 years of age or older. Okay. How let me old? just say this. Did you know that if you co-sign for your son or your daughter's vehicle mm -hmm. and they had been making uh, on-time payments over the past 12 months mm -hmm. and we can prove it through their bank statements mm -hmm. that they are on time, guess what? We can actually exclude that debt from having to hit you when you qualify for your mortgage. Oh. Isn't so that young, interesting? So young person can and this get will essentially home. lower your debt to income ratio and help you qualify for more houses. Okay. So even if you have young kids and they're trying to build credit, guess what? If I've got young kids and they don't even have a credit card yet, I could actually put them on my credit card as an authorized user and guess what? If I maintain my good credit, that's going to help my children once they get old enough to get a credit card to actually have some really good credit history already because they were already put on as an authorized user on a credit card. There's so many cool things you can learn how to do out there, but you just got to know how to play the game. And that's what I like to teach people. Okay. But how old do you, can you get a loan? Is it, is it 18? No, how old? No, yeah. Can you do real estate deals? Can you do other can you do yeah, a real estate always, I mean, at 55 or 60? Can they still get a loan at 60 years old? Well, you have to look at this from a lender standpoint. Okay. If somebody's not in their right mind, you know, we have to look at what's called, um, <laughs> you know, the the, the uh, ability to repay. Mm -hmm. ATR is what we call it. Ability to repay. If somebody's on Social Security or they have a pension, or they have this and that. Can they still get a loan? Absolutely. If the numbers work, do we do reverse mortgages? You better believe we do. Okay. Are there solutions for seniors? Absolutely, 100%. Um, but the, the thing is, it's not one size fits all. Every situation is different. I've got to break it down for them and look at all the scenarios because every one of us is unique and different and with our where we are in our finances. Okay. But I, are I, there solutions for seniors? Absolutely. I know a lot of people, especially in my area, because I live in a high-end area in a community. Yeah. Like people refinance their house to restructure um, it, you know what I mean, get it up to date and stuff like that. And I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Even though they're not selling it, because it used to be refinance it. I mean, you know, get out a loan to fix up your house, and you turn around and sell it. But now they're just they're not selling it. They're staying in it and just yeah. fix, fixing it up. You know, and refinance it, and I think that's pretty cool. Not a whole loan, big loan, but they just took out some money to, you know, put in a basement or redo the kitchen or, you know. Sure. And they just and a lot of people that are maybe struggling with like credit card debt because a lot of people have gotten into credit card debt lately. And they take out for their home. A lot home. of people are sitting on a lot of equity in their home. They could do what's called a home equity line of credit or a HELOC okay. or even a cash out refinance mm -hmm. and consolidate that debt. Utilizing their asset, their greatest asset, their home, to be able to help them be able to manage that, that debt and to, to consolidate it a lot better. Would you like to know how to buy a house straight out of college? Wow. Yeah. Here, I'll teach you. If you're, a, if you're a college student and you want to buy a house straight out of college, the step number one is to hire an agent. And that's totally free to you because it's definitely worth everything to protect yourself in the transaction. But number two 
make sure your credit score is in the right range. And ideally, you want to be at least above a 620, if not a 640 or better. All right. And if your score is not there, either talk to your lender or talk to your real estate agent and they can actually get you going in the right direction. So that way, at least you're increasing your credit score. But lastly, you want to get qualified to purchase your home. So you want to talk to your loan officer. That's the very first step. Ask them about FHA financing. And this is one of the most lenient programs uh, when it comes to first-time home buyers because you can actually have a credit score as low as a 580 oh. and put 3.5% down to buy your first house. Whoa. And you can ask your realtor, your loan officer about down payment assistance programs or any first-time home buyers grants that are out there. Uh, and here's the hack that so many people think you have to work experience in order to qualify for a mortgage. But guess what? You can actually use college education as your work history. Besides your down payment, you have you want to be aware of home inspection fees, the appraisal fees, closing costs. But if you hire a great agent, they can actually sometimes negotiate with a seller to cover some, if not all, of your closing costs. Right. So that's right. pretty cool, too. This so if you guys want to learn more about that, give me a call. We'll, we'll walk you through that. Well, thank you, Nathan, so much for this information. And your phone's probably going to be your phone's probably going to be ringing, especially with some of the interest rates. Well, I can help people in Utah and Idaho, and if you need some good people that can help you get loans across the country, I'm connected with other loan officers too. But we'd like to just make sure that we get people educated, get them buying their homes, and giving them the best experience possible. If you want to reach me directly, one more time, it's Osmond homeloans.com that's o-s-m-o-n-d homeloans.com all my contact information is right there and make sure you follow us on social media on instagram and on facebook and youtube mm -hmm. and twitter and twitter okay well thank you so much nathan for coming on and i enjoy having you on and um this is the first time i had you on without singing <laughs> so i know Hey, I did sing a little bit in the middle of the uh, the interview. <laughs> I know you did, but, but without, you know, updating. Well, go to NathanOsman.com for all my country stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank all my new stuff. And I'm actually writing music for a new movie called BusterBrooks.com. Go check out that movie, what that's all about. Okay. But I'm writing some original original tunes for a new movie. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank Isn't you. Isn't that fun? Mm -hmm. It did, sounds like fun. But um, I'm so... I didn't, you didn't really know a lot about the mortgage, mortgage world and, and what's happening with the interest rate. And this look, let's look forward to May 10th and hopefully it goes down and people can be able to get into a home. So, well, if you don't think you can, don't write me off until you talk to me. Okay. Okay. And your information will be on the profile on the Kathy Lee Parker show as well. You'll be on the, you know, be there. And, uh, Again, thank you so much, and have a great evening, Nathan. Well, thank you, Kathy Lee Parker. Always great to be a guest on your show. I know, and I'm honored to have you. Thank you again, and you have everybody have a nice evening. Until then, we meet again. Bye-bye.